Hi, this is Jill Jarris. From September 2017 through April 2020, this podcast was known as Olympic Fever. We've since changed its name to keep the flame alive, but we're committed to keeping our back catalog available to you. So please keep the name change and this disclaimer in mind as you listen to it. Olympic is a trademark of the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee, or USOPC. Any use of Olympic in the Olympic Fever podcast is strictly for informational and commentary purposes. The Olympic Fever podcast is not an official podcast of the USOPC. The Olympic Fever podcast is not a sponsor of the USOPC, nor is Olympic Fever associated with or endorsed by the USOPC in any way. The content of Olympic Fever podcast does not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the USOPC, and the USOPC in no way warrants that content featured in Olympic Fever is accurate. Thanks for listening, and now on to the show. Mesdames et Messieurs, the greatest festival of our contemporary society, the Olympic Games, is about to begin. This is going to be close. Hello and welcome to another episode of Olympic Fever, the podcast for Olympic fans. I am your host, Jill Jarris, and today I am not joined by my lovely co-host, Allison Brown, because, well, Allison got a pretty awesome Christmas present that's occupying her time. And if you've been on our Facebook group at Olympic Fever Podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. And there you can see all sorts of fun Olympic Christmas presents that listeners have gotten too, so check it out. Because it's a holiday week, that means it's time for another lightning round episode where we ask our guests the same five questions and see the different experiences everyone's had at the Olympics. This week, we're featuring lightning rounds from hurdler Don Harper Nelson, water polo player Tony Azevedo, and shotgun shooter Kim Rohde. Next week, we'll be back with a new episode featuring Team Olympic Fever bobsledder Josh Williamson as he prepares for his first World Cup races. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Thank you to our instant Twitter followers and Facebook group members. We're at Olim Fever and Olympic Fever podcast there. Also, thank you to our Patreon patrons who support us at patreon.com slash olimfever. And if you've got Amazon gift cards to burn, please consider shopping through the link on our website at olimfever.com. The commissions we earn from your purchase go toward building a better show to cover Tokyo 2020. Happy New Year, and until next time, keep the flame alive. We have a quick lightning round, which is just five okay. questions. That we ask all of our guests. So, number one, where are your Olympic medals? (laughs) Um, Beside my bed right now, literally, in the dresser. (laughs) Uh, What is your first memory of hearing about or watching the Olympics? First memory? Um, Jackie doing a curse, doing long jump. Uh, Yeah, okay, I think it was her leg. The one that really sticks with me is she had her leg wrapped up. And I remember thinking, like, that has to be the most painful thing ever. So, that. <laughs> what is your favorite training exercise? My favorite training exercise is um, doing, what, hurdle drills? Oh, doing zones. Well, okay, it's zones. Where you step, so first three hurdles, 
you take out four, you put up five and six, you take out seven, you have eight, nine, and ten. So that's my favorite, like, turtle zone that we do. Like, they not do. Um, what Olympic sport would you do or coach other than hurdles? Or running? Oh. Like you could take track out of it. Right. Um, I would definitely be swimming. Like, I am, listen, if I, before, I, oh yeah, I did swimming once. I took swimming lessons. And you could not tell my mother that I was not, I was a fish in that water. And she's like, sweetie, you're not going as fast as everyone else. I'm like, yes, I am, mom. So I would have been a swimmer <laughs> in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and lastly, what is your favorite Olympic souvenir? Besides your medals. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, do, <laughs> yeah. do we need to ask them? Um, it would probably have to be, oh, one of my Olympic jackets. Uh, it's this brown one that we have, and it has like a, a logo on the back, and then like this small logo in the front. It's just, I am so cute in that jacket. It is the cutest jacket ever. <laughs> so, that's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, Dawn, thank you so much. We so appreciate all the time you've spent with us. Um, this is been great. Lastly, we have a little lightning round of questions that we ask all of our guests. So, where where is your medal? Under my bed. Um, what is your first memory of the Olympics, as just as a person? What's the first thing you remember watching or hearing about? Some interview about how Carl Lewis only ate a watermelon for like a week to like lose weight or something like that. That was when I became obsessed with Carl Lewis and watermelon. Are you still obsessed with watermelon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know what his favorite yeah. training food is. <laughs> yeah. Do you, yeah. hey, have, have, you, have you met Carl Lewis? I have. And what was and that I was like? I was set to interview him last year, and he, at last second, got taken by, like, ESPN or something, so I didn't get to interview him. And I had this whole thing where I was going to tell him how he inspired me in my first Olympics, but he'll hear, he'll hear it one day. What is your favorite training exercise? Shooting. Ah, okay. I could shoot for hours. What Olympic sport would you do or coach other than water polo? Handball in a second. Handball. I love that sport too. Did you watch? Have you played it? No, I've never played it. Okay. I mean, we kind of played it, but like not not ever officially or, you know, with the right rules. But yes, that's what what I would want to play and teach. Okay. And what besides your medal? What is your favorite uh, souvenir from the Olympics that you've been to? My shiny olympic jacket that like when you take a picture in a flash you disappear which one is it from oh, i think it's i think it's beijing maybe it's london i think it's i think it's beijing but it's a nike would nike get in beijing no because yeah beijing no it was london london <laughs> Sorry. So just the just the material is so reflective that you just glow. No, it's just it's just you know one of those things that you remember and you walk around with. People are like, what is that? And then you take a picture that was like it, we we were at an uh, out at night and all these people wanted pictures and I just thought it was I knew exactly what was going to happen. 
not one picture would come out. All you'd see is the jacket, and you wouldn't see me. It's like you're an international man of mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we have one last little bit left, which is what we like to call our lightning round. And we ask this to all of our uh, interviewees. So it's a short five questions. And uh, first off, where do you keep your medals? I keep them in a safe. But when I was younger, I used to keep them in my back pocket at the Olympics. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> Until I got so many, now they don't fit in my back pocket. So I, <laughs> um, that was actually kind of a running joke, but, uh, with all the, with all the athletes. So yeah, I used to, when I was younger, keep them in my back pockets. And then as I got too many, then they switched to a purse, but essentially when I'm home, they stay in a safe. Okay. This isn't in our lightning <clears throat> round, but I'm just curious. Do you have a favorite one? You know, I get asked that a lot. I would have to say that it's my first Olympic medal because I think your first in anything just really stands out. And um, you have all the emotions hitting you. You want to um, run, cre- uh, scream, cry, jump up and down. And, you know, for me, standing on that podium, that first Olympic medal, I think that that would have to be my favorite hands down. We don't usually get to ask that question because, no. you know, some people don't have a whole serving set of oh, Olympic medals. You know, one of the most common questions I get asked is, what is it like to stand on the podium? And is it different depending on if you win a, a, a gold medal or a silver medal or a bronze medal? And... I always tell them, you know, when you're standing up there on the podium and you're watching that flag go to the top of the pole, you have every emotion hitting you. You want to run, scream, cry, jump up and down, and you just truly don't know which one to do first. But whether it be the gold, the silver, the bronze, it doesn't matter. You realize over the period that I've been doing this, it's really not about the medal. It's more about the journey, about what it took to get there and what you had to overcome to get it. And that's what flashes in the seconds as the flag is raising. And that's what has Olympians, you know, crying and also I think coming back again and again. But I will say that if you want a gold medal and if you want a bronze medal, that everybody will say that, at least in my case, that I had to work three times harder to win that bronze medal than I did for the gold medal. Cause when I was winning the gold medal, everything was going right. Whereas with the bronze medal, I'm struggling and I'm trying to figure it out and just trying to hang on. So I don't know. I mean, gold, silver, bronze, they are all unique and definitely um, have me coming back again and again. What's your first memory of the Olympics? as a as a child i i mean i think for me as a child i was a child when i was doing it um some of my first memories i remember mark henry and jackie going to kursker and um i can't think of his name i think it was michael with the golden shoes michael johnson um mike yes yes so i mean those are the memories that I remember um, growing up. 
I wouldn't say that it was any one in particular that, that actually drove me to the Olympics. It's just something that kind of happened for me. What's your favorite training exercise? None of them. <clears throat> no. <laughs> See, I knew I liked Kim. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be honest here, um, I think one of my um, favorites that my dad likes me to do is, who's my coach, is the repetition. So shooting 5, 10, 15, or 20 birds in a row without missing. And if I miss one, I have to start over again. And that is essentially like making it as close as I can to a competition, both mentally and physically, for uh, practice. Wow. Um, what Olympic sport would you do or coach other than your own? That's a good one. I'm... I really like uh, beach volleyball. I think that a lot of athleticism, it's completely different from my sport. And I think I'm just jealous because they're so tall. <laughs> <laughs> we understand, Kim. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I think also, too, it just seems like you get to go to all the best places in the world and be on the beach. I, it just is something that uh, I could definitely do. <laughs> Nice. And then besides your medals, what is your favorite Olympic souvenir? Oh, let me think about that yeah, one. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, um, that's a tough I, you one. have a whole display case at least. I know, right? Well, it's funny enough that I actually don't have a single trophy up in my entire house. So that's something I don't have any medals or any awards that I've won on display in my house. Um, I think I carry just all the memories. And for me, that's enough. But I would have to say if I had to pick one thing from the Olympics, I would probably say my Olympic pin collection. Because as we all know, pins are very heavily collected at the Olympics. And being that I like you know, the, the odd or the unusual or collecting in general, because I love antiquing, I, I would have to say my, my Olympic pin collection. We have people to put in touch with you, Kim. <laughs> they would probably love your pin collection. No. We, we have some pin people that we've interviewed and, and seen at different events. So be, be they careful very that you announce. about their pins. Yes, they, they are. are. They are. It is, and it's it's a it's actually kind of um, uh, at each Olympics. I mean, it's so unique because they'll actually be like a whole street of nothing but just pin collectors lined up on the side of the street. You know, usually going in or out of the Olympic villages, um, right where the entryways or as close as they can get, and they will have pins just laid out one person after the next, after the next, after the next to, to horse trade or trade um, with athletes or NGBs or media. It's, it's a very eclectic, uh, interesting group. Yeah. So that you've been to so many Olympics, you know what to do with pin collecting. Do you like find the athletes from the smaller NGBs and, and try to get their pins because they're more valuable? Or do you have a certain type that you like to collect? 
So that's an excellent question. <laughs> yes, we do seek out the smaller countries um, like Barbados or some of these other ones that are the island countries. And uh, a lot of times they're only given just maybe five or six tens, depending upon uh, the country, or they had them made up themselves, which I find very interesting. But at the end of the day, yes, we do seek out the smaller countries. I am aware of that. As well as I like the ones that you can move, like either spin or actually do something. And I don't know how familiar you guys are, but I actually have created an Olympic pin and had it um, got the licensing from the Olympics and created my own Olympic pin every year. I've done a limited run of them um, and given them out to my sponsors and to uh, individuals, special individuals over the years. Wow. We have a friend who knows an Uzbek <laughs> who we'll have to put you in touch with. <laughs> yeah, so I actually started that um, not my first Olympics, but like my second Olympics in, I started creating a pin and um, they've done articles on him. I guess I was one of the first athletes to do that. And uh, apparently I had it licensed and everything. And I only do, I think, three or 500 pins uh, for each Olympics. And each one I've had, each Olympics has been a different one. I, uh, one of the first ones I did was a bobblehead. And then I did a spinning one. I did one where the end of the gun lit up and flashed <sighs> like it was firing. I, I've, my dad and me design them every Olympics and uh, yeah, we, we put everything we humanly can on them <laughs> and, oh and then we, we go out and we trade them or give them to little kids or, um, but we definitely give one to each one of my sponsors just to kind of say thank you for all the support to help get me where I'm at. Cause wow. I think that's one thing people forget. That's one thing I'd like to say is that I think a lot of Olympians feel that, you know, that, or people who are trying for the Olympics that, you know, they're going to get there on their own and everything. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. I mean, it takes a lot of help and a lot of support from a lot of different people um, to be able to make it to the Olympics. And for me, that was, I was no exception to that. I mean, I had a lot of uh, friends and family and neighbors that were giving me rides and, you know, just a lot of people pulling together to, really helped me achieve this this goal and this dream and without them I wouldn't be here so um yeah I I like to always give back and just say thanks for for everything to all those people wow <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> hold on <laughs> <laughs> cold and flu season <laughs> And Allison's phone. Allison's phone again. <laughs> Hello. All right. Uh, oh, man. Well, that is a good note to end on. And thank you so much, Kim. Uh, this has been so wonderful. We've learned so much about the sport. I think our listeners will learn a ton. And we are so excited as you prepare to try for Tokyo 2020. And we'll be rooting for you. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hopefully we can make it seven for seven. No That's pressure, right? right? <laughs> no yeah. pressure at all. No pressure. <laughs> we will love you either way. Oh, thank you. That means the world to me. <laughs> but, all um, right. It was a great, it was great talking to you guys. You guys had some great questions. Only a couple stumped me. 
But oh, good. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys again. If there's anything I can okay. ever, you know, do or answer for you, feel free to, to call me as uh, it's not my first rodeo, I guess people would say. Okay. At the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so right. much for all your time, Kim. You've been fantastic. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Stay in touch. Email us at olymfever at gmail.com. That's O-L-Y-M fever at gmail. You can also leave us a voicemail at 530-763-3837. That's 530-70-FEVER. We're on Twitter at Olympfever, and you can join in the conversation at our Facebook group, Olympic Fever Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep the flame alive.